0: He is here. The Holy Spirit is here. Do you realize that? That the Spirit of God who created all things is in this place right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He dwells within His people. Hallelujah. He inhabits the praise of His people. Hallelujah. And i seen as I was down there i seen chains falling off of people this morning. Hallelujah. There is an anointing right now to break the chains right now. Some of you in here have chains on you right now. And they're falling off because you are in an atmosphere of faith. You're in an atmosphere of healing. You're in an atmosphere of deliverance. Amen? Amen. Woo, hallelujah. Mahasita this is a Holy Ghost church, by the way. Yeah. Lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Communicate. With your heavenly Father, spirit to spirit. ho ra no ba ki no ho ra ha e son no re ne da to bahasi no koba, ora makoto bahashi ma You want to see the power of God in your life? Take hold of it, says the Lord. If you're bored in your Christian walk, it's your own fault. It's your own fault. Ora mahashi kika mahah, cause I have work for you to do, saith the Lord. Ora makoshi mahasi tena mahato koma, eko mahada koto mahaja. Ora ma bakoshi mahato koba, eko mahati kida bakoshi mahako maba. Ora ma bakoshi I hear the Holy Ghost saying, many of my people just stand around, look around, wondering what to do. My Word tells you what to do. Ora Mahashiki kiko ko babako shindehako mahata eko mahama ma my spirit is prompting you what to do. Ora mahashi shindehako ko mahata eko mahasi tanamaashi kita ora ma kita mahasa ora ma ko ora ma I hear the Holy Ghost saying that many of my people are spiritually deaf, spiritually deaf. Dull of hearing, spiritually deaf. Tune yourself up. Tune yourself up. One way to do that is praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Woo. Give someone a hug by you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. It's always good to hear from the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> hallelujah. Woo. Shinabakush. I, I don't know about you, but when that praise and worship started, I just felt joy come all over me. I, Elizabeth and I, we just, we started laughing. I thought I was getting ready just to, to, to roll laughing over there, man. The Spirit of the Lord came by, Why? Because the fruit of salvation is joy. joy. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Woo! So turn, turn that frown upside down. Where'd that come from? All right. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 6. Go there with me. Glory to God. Amen. Romans chapter 6. Uh, I have on my notes 1 through 14. We'll see if I get through all of it. I might, might not. Who knows? That's the fun of uh, being led by the Holy Ghost, right? Hey, You prepare, you do what you got to do, what you feel led to do. But you know, the Holy Ghost is, can change it up sometimes, right? That's why uh, never despise rabbit trails in a sermon. Because some of those rabbit trails are ministering to someone. It's those rabbit trails that can make the chains fall off of someone's life. Amen? All right, Romans 6, 1 through 14, I'll try. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. Say certainly not. Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Underline that. In verse 4 there, we also should walk in newness of life. All right, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, <laughs> knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Hallelujah, is talking about freedom, amen? For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also should live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. Hallelujah. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Verse 11. Likewise, you also, come on, oh, circle this one. Likewise, also reckon yourselves or consider yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey, the, uh, obey it in its lust. And do not present your members as instruments of uh, unto righteousness, unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Say, Sin! Will not have dominion over me as a child of God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Whoo! Man, I'll tell you what, there's an anointing in this place today. Glory, it's like a blanket on me. Oh, glory to God. Listen, today I want to talk about how to walk in newness of life by having victory over sin. I want to talk about the newness of life. Amen. Say it. Say newness, newness of, life. of life. Say, I'm getting, of I'm getting rid of the old me. That old man's dead. Old man's dead. I'm not going to try to resurrect the, resurrect the old man. Amen. When God said in his word, go out and raise the dead, he's not talking about your old man. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Some Christians think that's what he's talking about. No. Amen. But listen, this message is targeted and intended to help Christians because, unbel- because, listen, this is for Christians primarily. Unbelievers, you can listen to it and you can be jealous and come, and come and get Christ and you can have the same thing. Amen? But listen, this is intended and targeted to help Christians. Because an unbeliever, you're just a slave to sin. You're a slave to sin. But listen, do you realize as a Christian that you have the God kind of life abiding in your spirit, man? Come on now. Now if we would fully take hold of that truth and utilize the authority and the benefits of that, we would be what 2 Peter 1 calls partakers of the divine nature. See, now that's not new age. That's the word of God. New age says, oh, everyone can be a god. No, baloney. That's new age junk. That's from the devil. But the word of God says in 2 Peter 1 that we should be and can be partakers of divine nature. And when you got born again, the Holy Spirit came on the inside of you. Amen? Amen. So thanks to the Holy Ghost, you and I can have and walk in the divine power of God. Amen? Amen. And we can, what Second Peter 1 goes on to say, overcome the corruption that's in the world Amen. through lust. Amen? Now the newness of life includes being partakers of the divine nature. Now, to partake of something means that you are taking advantage of the benefit of something, right? That's what it means to partake of something. If there's a pizza here and I partake, I'm partaking of the uh, advantage of how good it tastes. Amen? All right? So, listen, it's interesting that Jesus is called the bread of life in Scripture. And another Scripture says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now put those together, that's, that's kind of interesting. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I want you to realize this, that you need to taste, you need to first be able to taste before you see the power of God in your life. You need, it said taste and see. They're separate. you got to taste it, you got to partake of it before you can see the manifestation of the power of God in your life. Whew, glory to God. I'm about ready to run off this place, All right. So tie me up if I start running around, all right? Bring me back up here. So taste and see that the Lord is good. Now now listen, I want you to notice that to taste, you got to taste, then you see the power of God. I want you to notice that your will is involved in the process. It's not just automatic. Well, I'll just sit here. If God wants me to walk in the power of God, it'll just happen. Bologna. Bologna. You'll be sitting there for a long time then. You'll get a sore rump. God wants you to get up off your rump and get outside of these four walls. Amen? Amen. Come on. Put the word into action in your life. So your will is involved. And many Christians aren't seeing the power of God manifested in their life like God intends for them. Because to do that, you need to partake of. You need to activate the benefits that God offers so you can be a partaker of the divine nature, a partaker of the newness of life. The newness of life. It's a whole new life when you come to Christ. That's why when someone just simply prays prays a prayer, a formula prayer, and they go out and live like the devil for the rest of the week, I question if it even touched them. No, because there's going to be fruit involved in it. Faith without works is dead. Amen? amen hallelujah now glory to god the word of god says in romans 6 that once a person is born again it says they are dead to sin all right that's why you question people who say they're a christian and doggone it they're out you know they they got the harry potter books you know man, fill in their house they got all this junk all this junk come on i said junk Man, I can't wait to do the, the extreme warfare uh, seminar for you guys in the community because the things I bring up are just sobering, the trash that's in this world. And I can't believe that some Christian parents allow this stuff in. Come, You might as well just open the door and say, Satan, come on in. Molest my kids. You know, Eminem, Eminem, you know who Eminem is, don't you? Not the candy. All right? Eminem said this he said if I don't make it as a rapper when he first got started he goes I'll just be a rapist well he succeeded at both because he's he's a rapper and he's raping young minds come on sick it's demonic amen so Romans 6 says that once a person is born again they're dead to sin so in fact, it goes on to say we need to reckon ourselves. Just consider yourselves dead to sin, dead to sin. Now, so, uh, so unfortunately, there are many believers that are giving place to sin in their lives at the expense of dulling their spiritual sensitivity toward the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Are you hearing me? That's why the Christian life gets boring for some because they're dulling their spiritual senses so much. Oh, wow, what's to this Christian walk? Well, because you're not walking it, dummy. Right? You're not doing the wor- what the Word says. I just feel the Holy Ghost boldness today. Now listen to me. They sear, the Bible says they sear or dull their conscience, their spiritual sensitivity. Now listen to this. What does the word sear mean? What does that mean? When you drink something hot, and your mouth isn't used to it, hot chocolate, coffee, whatever, and you're not used to it, ooh, bam, you know, you, you get sores in your mouth. But I'll tell you what, if you keep drinking that every day, every day, pretty soon your mouth gets tougher, doesn't it? And it starts to, the senses start to dull a little bit, doesn't it? Pretty soon, Brother Hagen said, yeah, there was one guy, he goes, I took a drink of my coffee, and you know, I was like, oh, ah. And there's this one old guy over there, he just, whoop. Just drink it right down, same same hotness, because the guy was used to it. He kept dulling his senses by drinking the hot coffee. Pretty soon, didn't even bother him. That's what sin does to your spirit, man. That's what sin does to your spirit, man. The greatest hindrance in hearing from the Holy Spirit is sin, specifically, unconfessed sin. Unconfessed sin. Now, if you strayed from the Lord... If you backslidden, if you made mistakes, confess it and receive forgiveness for it. Don't try to cover it up and try to justify your wrong actions. Well, it was just a little white lie. Baloney, it's a lie. The Holy Ghost doesn't make exceptions for you. Amen? What's in the word is in the word. It's black and white. Black and white. Now, so Romans 6, 4. Romans 6, 4. It says, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, just a, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of God the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Now that sounds good, doesn't it? But I want you to notice something. It says that we, what's that word? Should walk. Remember I told you there's one word sometimes, That changes the whole context of a verse. And that word should means it's possible not to walk in that newness of life. Amen? It's not automatic. It's not automatic. It's possible, as we've been discussing, as a Christian, not to walk in that newness of life. When you got born again, the newness of life came into your spirit, man, thanks to the Holy Spirit. But now there's something you got to do with it. Romans 12 says that we need to renew our mind, right? Now think of it this way. Your mind is separate. So when you get born again, your spirit, man, the Holy Spirit comes in, blah, 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 sin nature goes out, great, you're created in true righteousness and holiness unto God, right? But your mind still stays in the same place. In the training center, uh, on the first one I was talking about beliefs. I said every person has a belief system in them. Unbeliever, believer alike, right? And from the time they're a little baby up until when they get saved, experiences, relationships, all these things form belief system in them, right? So when you get saved, guess what? The work's just beginning because now you've got to untangle that web of that belief system that's faulty, that's wrong, that's been against the word of God. See, that's why the, our, our deliverance ministry and emotional healing ministry is so important. It assists in that process. And some people can't get over the hump on their, by, by themselves. Amen? So uh, one thing, and I told our training center students this, one thing that will help you walk in newness of life is realizing first and foremost that you're a spirit being. You see, if you only think of yourself as just in this body, this is the real you, it's going to be real tough when your body starts screaming to do something that's against the word of God. But when you realize that first and foremost you're a spiritual being, the Bible says when you're born again the Holy Spirit comes into your spirit and you desire the things of God, you're a spiritual being. It's going to make it easier when you're more spirit conscious of yourself. It's going to make you more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. It's going to make you more sensitive to the Word of God. Say this. Say, I am a spirit being that possesses a soul, mind, will, and emotions. And I live in an earth suit, this physical body. See, the real you is a spirit being. When you can take hold of that truth, man, man. You, you'll, uh, you'll be more apt to build up your spirit man, which is the real you. Because, brother, sister, when you, when you take your last breath, guess what? This old body is just going to decay, go back into the dust. But your spirit being is going to live forever, somewhere. I said somewhere. No, all dogs don't go to heaven. Remember that movie? Amen. All people don't go to heaven. Jesus Christ is the only way into heaven. Amen. Amen. So, but, but people are going to live somewhere for eternity. It's either going to be heaven or hell. Your choice. Not God's choice. It's your choice. Right. Amen. So you are first and foremost a spirit being. So if you take hold of that truth, it's going to be easier for you to do what the Bible calls to walk in the spirit. How many of you heard that before? To walk in the spirit. What's that talking about? It's saying, let your spirit, man, dominate your life. Yeah. Well, I thought it was talking about the Holy Spirit. What's the difference? The Holy Spirit lives in you, in your spirit man. So what's the, amen? He that's joined to the Lord, the Bible says, is one spirit. There's unity. So when you're allowing your spirit man to dominate, you're letting the Holy Spirit dominate you. Are you catching me? Am I going too fast here? All right. Now, hallelujah. Let's see here. So we want our spirit man to dominate our life. I haven't even got to my keys yet. I'm just setting the stage still, all right? All right. So. Uh, uh, your whole unsaved life you got this whole web of a belief system all right that's totally against the word of God there's some work to do in your life you need to renew your mind you need to you need to do some things amen so your whole unsaved life you lived life according to sin you lived life according to your flesh you lived life by sight and not by faith are you following me now as a christian Boom, you've been translated into the kingdom of God. Now you're expected to walk by faith and not by sight. You see, there's a shift. So many people get tripped up by it. Why? Because they just view themselves as, this is me. What you see is what you, this is it. No, you're a spirit being. Your spirit man's born again. And you can, the only way you're going to walk in newness of life is to put the, the old man, is to put the flesh under. Are you following me? Now, Uh, so many Christians are trying to resurrect that old man we need to keep him up on the cross amen we need to keep him in the grave so we are supposed to reckon consider ourselves dead to sin but alive unto God and now I want to give you several keys that will help you unlock your potential to walk in this newness of life alright now I'm finally going to start my message the first key that will help you walk in newness of life is number one Taking heed unto the word of God Taking heed unto the word of God Now, of course, I mean, we could probably sit up here and give 500 points of how to do this Okay, I'm probably giving you six here, All right. So, the first key to help you walk in newness of life is to take heed of the word of God Go to Psalms 119 Psalms 119 verse 9 I want to show you something here How do you make that transition? You got saved, great now how do, you, how do you partake of this newness of life that God wants us to take hold of? How do we take hold of this thing? I want to get practical. I like practical stuff, amen? Don't want to sit up here and give you a lecture like you're sitting in college, amen? I want to give something that you can take outside of these four walls and use. Take heed to the word of God, Psalms 119. How can a young man cleanse his way? Or anyone for that matter. By taking heed according to your word. Amen? Amen. To take heed means pay attention to. To give place to the word of God in your life. Make room for the word of God in your life. Amen. It's talking about diligently. Say diligently. Diligent. Not flippantly. Say diligently again. Diligent. Diligently means that you are taking heed. You're giving place. All right. All right. I'm going to take heed to the word of God. Amen. You, there's no messing around. I'm not letting anything else take priority over the word of God. I'm taking heed to the word of God. And when you're doing this, you are delighting. You are taking pleasure in God's word. You know you're on the right track as a Christian when you crave to read the word of God. When you crave to get into prayer and in, in, into God's presence, you know you're on the right track if you delight in the word of God. You delight in obedience to God's word, amen? So when, whatever you take pleasure in is going to be at the top of your priority list. Can you agree with me on that? Whatever you take pleasure in is gonna be at the top of your priority list. If the word of God's not on the top of the list, you need to make some changes and you need to do it quick, amen? Yeah. Amen, now, uh, so it is possible to get born again and to be on fire for God and lose that passion and fall away into the old way of doing things. You know, that's why it just bugs me to no end when I hear someone who just got born again, they're on fire for God. And then someone, some mature Christian says, you know, you better just calm down a little bit. Pace yourself. Baloney. God wants us to nurture that. And you're just jealous because you don't have that. Amen? Oh, come on. We need to be on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So it's possible to resurrect that old man of sin by not taking heed to the Word of God, by not giving it place in your life. Amen? Next, the second key that will help you to walk in newness of life is seeking God with your whole heart. I didn't say half your heart. I didn't say seek Him when it's convenient to you or your schedule. I said when you seek Him with your whole heart. Mm, my goodness, Psalm 119, 10. It says, with my whole heart I have sought you. Amen? It says, oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Friend, when you're seeking God with your whole heart, it's real hard to wander from his commandments. You'll find it's real hard, but when you're not seeking him, when you're Estranged from him, it's real easy to go off the narrow path. Because I'll tell you right now, people, it is a narrow path. The Bible calls it a narrow path, right? But wide is the road that leads to hell. Are you following me? Oh, it's real wide, see. But we need to stay on the narrow path. And, and now, so seeking God with your whole heart does not mean that you just go to church on Sunday. Oh, come on now. Seeking God with your whole heart doesn't mean you show up one day a week and you give Him an hour or two of your time. (laughs) Great. Amen? Seeking God with your whole heart has more to do with what you do outside of these four walls the rest of the week. Amen? Has nothing to do with you putting on good clothes, nice shoes, and walking into the sanctuary. And lift in your hands for 30 minutes. Amen. Come on, this is where the rubber meets the road in the Christian walk. Amen. The more you seek the Lord during your personal Bible study and prayer times, it will become easier for you to put off sin and walk in the newness of life. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The more you seek the Lord, the more you will partake of the peace and the joy and the power in your life as a Christian. When you see, listen to this. Oh, the Holy Ghost gave these, this thing to me. When you seek the Lord with your whole heart, you are inviting heaven to come down to earth. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. Well, Holy Ghost, let's try this one then. When you seek the Lord with your whole heart, you are opening yourself up to being used as a connector between heaven and earth. How many of you in here want to be a connector for the power of God? Oh, man. Hallelujah. Oh, I like that. A connector. By your actions, by seeking the Lord with your whole heart, you're saying this. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Glory to God. Are you kidding me? It's not just a formula prayer. You got to put some action behind that talk. I told you guys this before. Boy, I'll tell you this as a pastor. One thing I've learned in the pastorate, in the ministry. You ready for this deep truth? Talk is very cheap. Sure, pastor. I'll be there on Sunday. Spend six weeks. Where you been? I know that goes over like a lead balloon. Come on, someone needs to hear it here. The Holy Ghost is dealing with some people, whoever it may be. Amen? Come on now. No, your actions need to say, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Glory to God. There was an incredible teaching on, how many of you watched Miles Monroe on Benny Hinn's show this week? Oh my goodness. He was talking about how the Holy Spirit is like the governor sent from heaven to earth to transform this colony called earth into heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh my, in fact, I might show it on a a Sunday in the future. I mean, it was that powerful, wasn't it? Oh my goodness. The third key that will help you walk in newness of life is hiding the word of God in your heart what are we talking about when we talk about the heart? Oh, am I talking about taking this word and cutting yourself open and shoving this thing right in your pump? No. Anywhere the Bible talks about heart, it's talking about your spirit, man. The real you. The real you. Look at Psalms 119.11. It says, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Listen to this. Hiding God's word in your heart is like putting a filter in your furnace. It keeps the junk out of your house. Oh, come on. Hiding God's word in your heart is like putting a filter in your furnace. It means that before you make a move, before you make a decision, you are filtering that idea with the word of God that's hidden in your heart. Oh, that's good. Come on. Give me an amen on that one. Thank you for those three. Now, (laughs) glory to God. Hallelujah. That fires me up. I'll tell you what. Now listen to me. If it doesn't pass the filter test, you won't go there. I'm talking about a Christian that's walking in that newness of life. If it doesn't pass the filter test, they won't go there. They won't do it. They won't give it another thought. We need to put the Word of God, we need to hide the Word in our heart. We need to stuff ourselves with the Word. Stuff ourselves with the Word so we're not giving place to the devil. Because if the Word of God's not hidden in your heart, you better believe the enemy will come along and he'll try to take that place. He'll try to take residence up in that place. Amen? Amen? Now, hallelujah. Hiding God's word in your heart gives the Holy Spirit something to work with. Didn't Jesus say the Holy Spirit would bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I have said unto you? Bringing something to your remembrance means you heard something before. If I say, Elizabeth, you remember me saying such and such? She said, you never said that to me. But if I told her and I said, you remember when I said that? Yeah, I remember. Why? Because she heard it before. So when you're hiding the Word of God in your heart, you're giving the Holy Spirit something to work with in your life. It's like a filing cabinet, boy. You you come up against a problem, and you you oh you've been feeding on the Word, man. That that's just your file cabinet is full of the Word. So now you come up against a problem, and the Holy Ghost is in your spirit. He says, "Hmm, okay, yeah, yeah. Here's a Scripture for that problem. Oh hallelujah! He brings it to your remembrance." Ooh, is that a good visual or what? It will help you to live a holy life. It will help you to receive more illumination and revelation from God's word. One thing about the Holy Ghost I found out, the more you think on scripture, the more of scripture you're filled with. Man, I'll tell you what, there's revelation. And you know the people who are always into the word, who are filled with the word, who are in prayer, they're always coming to me saying, Pastor James, you can't believe what the Holy Ghost showed me about this scripture. Hey, Amen. Well, that's just a fruit of hiding God's word in your heart. It's a beautiful thing. Amen? And also, the more word that's in your heart, the more that it will come out of your mouth. The more that it'll, the, So the fourth key that will help you to walk in newness of life is meditating on God's word. If God's word is hid in your heart, you're full of the word, you can't but help to meditate. You can't help but think upon it. It can't help but spill out of your mouth. Oh, come on. That's why, so, okay, so you want to locate someone spiritually? A real good litmus test is just sit there and listen to them talk for five minutes. Well, I'm never going to do this. I'm just a loser. I'm going to They're not filled with the word of God. They haven't hid God's word in their heart. Are you hearing me? Oh my, 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 my. Joshua 1:8 says that meditating on the word, and in fact, meditation, uh, really the definition of that in the original means, well, to think on, and it says to mutter. So there's an element of speaking with meditation, All right? So Joshua 1.8 says that meditating on the word, it goes on to say, you can read it for yourself, will cause you to act in that direction. When you meditate on something, you're going to go in that direction. Uh, don't try this at home or don't try this on the road, but if you're driving on Northland Drive and you meditate on a, on a, bu- on a bulletin board over there, you're going to go over there. <laughs> you're going to go on that side of the road. Don't try that at home. There's my disclaimer. So anyone goes in the ditch today, it's not my fault. All right, now, Psalms 119, go to Psalms 119 uh, 97 through 99. Are you enjoying this today? Yeah. Psalm 119, seven through 99. It says, "Oh, how I love your law. How many Christians in here can say that with passion? Not, no, not just by faith. <laughs> Amen. Well, by fa- fake it, not no, not just to fake it till you make it. Come on. <laughs> No, how many in here can passionately say it? Oh Lord, I love your law. I love your word. Hallelujah. I crave your word. Amen. Listen to this. Oh Lord, oh, how I love your law. It is my there it is. Meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. Notice, meditating on the word is going to make you smart. It's going to make you smarter than your enemies. How many of you know Satan and evil spirits, they know what buttons to push on you? Come on, they, they just do. They're working overtime to influence your thought life how, putting the, meditating on the word, meditating on scripture is going to give you wisdom over the enemy. Because I'll tell you this right now, the enemy, Satan and evil spirits they're, they're stupid obviously for rebelling against God but you're dealing with this, with spiritual beings there. Supernatural spiritual beings they are pretty smart. They're pretty smart. Well look uh, Satan, Lucifer was, was clever enough to talk a third of the angels out of heaven. He was, he was clever enough to throw some bait out there and get Adam and Eve to stumble, who was in the presence of the Lord and had constant communion with him every day. Come on. Amen? So feeding on the word, meditating on the word is going to give you a battle plan. It's going to give you a battle plan against the enemy. Amen? We go to Psalms 4.4. The enemy is coming after us hard. With our thought life. Because he knows the power of meditation. He knows the power of your thought life. Listen to this. Psalms 4.4. It says be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. I found it real interesting here. Meditating on God's word. And your actions uh, will keep you from sinning. Meditating on God's word will keep you from sinning. Look at this. It's saying, hey, be angry and do not sin. Yeah, you can be angry, just don't cross the line of sin. It's not a sin when you're angry. Amen? But uh, it says meditate within within your heart on your bed and be still. In other words, meditation will help you to put the brakes on your anger. Meditation of the word will help you put the brakes from crossing that line of sin. Are you following me? It's powerful. Satan knows the power of the thought life. Now, even with outward manifestations such as sickness, disease, the battle is being waged in your thought life. Are you following me? Even outward manifestations, the battle is being waged. So either way, whatever the warfare is, on the body, outside the body, in your emotions, it comes down to your thought life. What are you thinking about? What's going through your head? Is it the word? Or are you taking hold of the thoughts that Satan's putting in your mind? Amen? Alcoholism. Pornography. The battle is waged in the thought life. Go ahead. Name any problem. Trace it back to the thought life. Amen? Things just don't happen. You thought about it before you did it. You thought about it. At Ramo, in one of the classes, they, Doug Jones was one of my instructors and he was talking about he's, you know, like like adultery or something like that. He said, you know, some people say that it just happened. And he said, all right, well let's see if that's true. He gets over on the board and and he lists like 20, 25 things. He said, these are the hurdles that they had to cross to get into bed with that other person. You see what I'm saying? Starts right here in the thought life. Starts right here in the thought life. Alright. The fifth key. The fifth key to walking in newness of life is to obey the word of God and the Holy Spirit instantly. Instantly instantly let me say that one more time the fifth key the next key to walking in newness of life is to obey the word of God and the Holy Spirit instantly say instantly don't put it off go to Psalms 119 Psalm 119 60 Psalms 119.60 says this. It says, I made haste and did not delay to keep your commandments. There's an important key there. You know what it is? If you hold off or put off obedience to God in any situation, you're given place to the devil and to the flesh to tempt you. Hmm. How can I rephrase that? No, that was pretty simple. <laughs> All right? Any time you put off obedience to God, you're giving Satan, you're giving the demon spirits a chance, you're giving your flesh a chance to step in and say, "Nope. Don't do that." Are you hearing me? Or do that whatever is opposite of what the word of God says and what the Holy Spirit's saying to you. We need to o- instantly obey. The Holy Spirit. Because, write this down if you're taking notes, delayed obedience is simply disobedience. Delayed obedience is simply disobedience at that time. Praise God you go back and you do the right thing, but come on, let's do it first and foremost. Let's give the Holy Spirit, let's give the Word of God first place. Amen? Instant obedience will help you maintain your walk in the newness of life. Last key, the last key here. To walking in newness of life is allowing nothing to offend you or to knock you off course. Come on. The last key to walking in newness of life is allowing nothing to offend you and to knock you off course. Psalm 119, look at verse 165. I love Psalms 119, man. There is just some powerful I mean, I love the whole Word of God, but Psalm one nineteen is just packed. Uh, one sixty five says this: Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble, nothing offends them. You could say, and you wouldn't be doing any injustice to the Word of God. See, there are some individuals that let everything offend them. You can look at them and they get offended. You can say something harmless and innocent. And it offends them. Many times it's simply just perceived rejection. Now, that's when someone thinks that everyone's against them and nobody likes them. That's called perceived rejection. (laughs) Amen? See, uh, I want you to notice in scripture here that, that I just read. It says, it contrasts being offended with peace. People that always get offended don't live a life of peace. They're out of the life of faith. Now, my class in the training center is called the life of faith. All right, listen up, training center students, because this is a key for the life of faith. People that always get offended do not live a life of peace, and they don't live a life of faith. Plain and simple. These people allow perceived thoughts of rejection steal their peace and joy. That's not the life of faith. Amen. What would Jesus have done if he would buckled at every thought of rejection that people were throwing his way? He wouldn't have finished his mission, would he? Not a bit. He would say, "Hey, you guys, you guys are just mean. I'm going to have 10 million angels take me back up to heaven. Amen. He wouldn't have finished his mission. You need to keep in mind that you are a child of God, you are accepted by God, and you have an audience of one. You have an audience of one. Who cares what other people think? If you're doing what you're supposed to do, praise God. If you sense the Holy Spirit's pleased with you, praise God. If you know you're being obedient to the word of God, praise God. Are you hearing me? If you keep that in mind, that you have an audience of one, and you seek to please him, the one, all of the other things will just take care of themselves. Why? Because if you're pleasing God, that means you're living a life within the boundaries of love anyways. Hello? if You, you, you won't go wrong. If you're living to please God in Him alone and you're not being a people pleaser. Why? Because if you're pleasing Him, that means you're living life within the boundaries of love. Because first off, if you're out of love, you're not pleasing your audience of one. Amen? So stay within the boundaries of love. Know that you have an audience of one. Let it roll off your back what people say about you. Amen? If I'd let it bother me, I wouldn't even be here. I'd run off to Bermuda and live on the beach. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So number one, take heed to the word of God. Seek God with your whole heart. Hide God's word in your heart. Meditate on the word of God. Obey the word of God and the Holy Spirit instantly. And don't allow anything to offend you. Because it'll just throw you off course. Be a partaker of the newness of life that God offers you as his child. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Let's stand in this place. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in this place. Thank you for your power, your anointing that's flowing through every single ear, every single heart right now. Hamashandarama <laughs> Goshababa. Some of you are dealing with arthritis because you have bitterness. You have bitterness. Oh, that root needs to be pulled up in Jesus' name. Get rid of the bitterness, you'll get rid of that arthritis. Someone need to hear that. Now maybe there's someone in here. There's someone in here who has never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of their life today is the day of salvation don't put it off the Holy Ghost is here he's pricking at your heart don't turn him away because you could walk out of this place and you you, you could get killed you could take your last breath and it's too late at that point if you walk out of here without making Jesus Christ Lord of your life no, that Pastor James gave you an opportunity to come and to get saved you won't be able to point your finger at me on judgment day Next, maybe there's some you're the backslidden Christian. You're out of fellowship with God, and you know it. And you want to make make amends. You want to come back home to Father's house. You want to come back home to Him. You want to climb back on your Father's lap and be at peace and joy and walk in the power of God. If that's you, want to rededicate your life, come down. Just come up here. I'll pray with you. Maybe you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. Word of God says you shall receive power When the word says, says shall That means you will It means you will receive power Once the Holy Ghost has come upon you Yeah when you're born again The Holy Spirit comes inside of you But then the second experience is the baptism He wants to clothe you He wants to immerse you Ooh, With his presence Thank you Lord I hear the Holy Spirit say this I'm a person. Quit treating me like a thing. Quit treating me like a thing. I'm a person. I hear the Holy Spirit saying that. Someone needs to hear that. here. Your... Maybe you need a physical healing. Maybe you're the one who has the arthritis. I want to lead you through a prayer. I don't pray over you. I want you to come forward. Maybe you have an emotional sickness, depression, heaviness, suicidal thoughts. You have bondages. You need some help. I want you to come forward this morning, physical, emotional, and just lift your hands to the Lord. Pray in the Spirit. All you Holy Ghost baptized Christians, I want you to lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost this morning. Come on, let's tune, us up, tune ourselves up spiritually. Let's lift up the spiritual antenna. Let's be in tune with the Holy Spirit. You know, if we would get in tune with Him, we would bypass a whole bunch of hurts in our life. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit's here to help you. He's here to guide you. He's here to lead you. What's your problem? What's your situation that you're going through? Pray in tongues. Let the mysteries of God bubble up in your spirit, man. And then ask Him for the interpretation, for your personal interpretation. Is there anyone here who feels like they have a word, a word of prophecy? If that's you, I want you to come up to the microphone. If someone here feels like they have a word to share with the congregation as a music plays. you're in a family here. This is a safe place. No reason to be shy, timid. You're never going to swim if you don't get out of the boat, the Holy Ghost says. <laughs> you're never going to learn how to swim if you don't get out of the boat. <laughs> Amen. Playing
1: a little bit I thought the Lord say to me is that in Joshua he talks about meditating on the Word of God that meditation he says to be silent and what he's telling us is that we are to learn God's Word that he wants us to get into the Word and learn it for ourselves not to go out first thing we seem to do is we learn something and we want to tell somebody else what to do the lord wants us to learn that word learn it in our heart learn it that you will be able to help others that you will be able to bring the word to them and that you will be able to show them what god's word says not your own opinion but what god's word says
0: Holy Ghost there has given us instruction. He's given us wisdom now. He's given us wisdom because a lot of times we'll get this fresh revelation we just go out and blab. But maybe He wants you to meditate on that thing so you, He can give you more understanding. And He wants to lead you through the Word to give you more of a foundation and then He'll release you to speak it. Amen? we got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Lift your hands again. Pray in the Holy Ghost. now. hands to the person next to you right now. Father, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit would move through each person right now in the name of Jesus as we hold hands right now and signify unity, Father God. Let your power be loosed right now. I command every sickness, every disease in an individual's body to come out right now in the name of Jesus. I command every tormenting spirit that's attacking the minds of the people. Spirit of suicide, spirit of despair, hopelessness. Come out in Jesus' name right now. Spirit of fear, come out in Jesus' name. You loose the people of God right now. Spirit of rage, come out of them in Jesus' name, whoever it is of witchcraft and control. Come out! Loose the people of God in Jesus' name. Let my people go, says the Lord. Hallelujah. That spirit of rejection, That plays mind games with with people. Spirit of rejection, I bind you and command you to loose those people. Loose them in Jesus' name and come on. Every part of them. Right now. Woo! There is just an anointing for healing and deliverance in this place. Right now. I command glaucoma to dissolve right now In the name of Jesus, right now And I command those eyes to be open And be not dim in Jesus' name Right now I command deaf ears to be opened in Jesus' name Right now Be healed in Jesus' name Jesus. Jesus. I command all kidneys to be made whole right now, whoever it is. I command kidneys to be healed in the name of Jesus and to function properly. I command the spirit of infirmity. Oh, I just have a vision of a spirit of infirmity that's wrapped around kidneys right now. Right now, spirit of infirmity, you loose them kidneys and come out of them in Jesus' name and be healed right now. Shama bara, Hallelujah. Woo. Kamahashi I command every heart to beat properly, function properly. In the name of Jesus. Blood infirmities. Right now I loose the power of God through your veins. I loose the anointing of the Holy Ghost through your veins. I command your blood to be cleansed right now. In the name of Jesus. I loose the blood of Jesus through the blood right now through those veins right now by faith be healed, be purified be cleansed in Jesus name I command any spirit of infirmity that caused migraine headaches right now in the name of Jesus I bind you and command you to loose them right now and go, go, right now right now and i command that blood to flow freely through your head freely through your head i command any blockages in your body any blockages in your head any blockages i speak to those blockages and i command them right now to be removed in jesus name and i command blood to flow properly in jesus name i command every chemical Every chemical in your body right now, I command it to be made whole. I command it to be normal in the name of Jesus. Any chemical that's lacking, I command you to be produced and be normal levels right now in the name of Jesus. Any chemical that's overloaded, right now we command you to go down to normal levels in the name of Jesus. This is the Holy Ghost time, amen? Be healed in Jesus' name right now. Every part, every part of your body right now. I lose the anointing of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Oh, it gets fun when the Holy Ghost have me start walking around. See, this is the importance of having your spiritual antenna up right now. In the name of Jesus, I just speak healing to every part. In Jesus' name. I command every cell in your body to be made normal. In Jesus' name. And I curse every infirmity. I command it to go right now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Whoa, Shanda! Oh, and the whole. glory to God. Hallelujah. Kina Mahashnehe, no Pumareto, Bashnekita. Kora Mako, Pama Mama, Mana Makila, Bakushnebaki. Kina Mana Mahando, Hogarato, Maneki, Shiki. Kora Mako, Shabang, Pama Mama, Mama, Baka, Drabakasha. Obra Mako, Tabakasha ja andarendo ri beku shamba da beti di riku da beku shamba da beku shamba da ko ramma hada ida mahatu baha shiki tara makush ne beki da ko raba siti di kushra ba ku do mahat ki hamba eku na hoch ne etoma mahat ne kila ho sneku ba hamma denama ro raba ku I command ankles to be strengthened right now in the name of Jesus. I command every sore joint in your body right now to be lubricated properly. Be strengthened. I command ligaments right now to be strengthened in the name of Jesus. Right now. Right now. Woo! Glory. I lose a fresh anointing on you right now in Jesus' name, right now. Lord, I pray you like that. you be on fire. Lord, Yeah, no, there's no turning back now. The Holy Ghost says wherever the pain is in your body wherever there's an infirmity just lay your hand over it right now Father right now every person that laid their hand on the part of their body that needs healing I agree with them right now for your anointing to be loose Father, we are connectors for your power to flow today. And right now, I loose that anointing in your body, in that area, right now in the name of Jesus. In any demonic spirit that's coming against that part, Spirit, I command you to come out. In Jesus' name. We break the chains today. Oh, hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Kina Mahashinabahat. Oh, Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Whoa, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Whoa. Thank you, Father. Yes. Lord's going to say something.
1: Yeah, real simple, but... Maybe you know it, it says, praise him, praise him, praise him in the morning, praise him in the noontime. Praise him, praise him, praise him when the sun goes down, love him, love him. Love him in the morning, love him in the noontime. Love him, love him, love him when the sun goes down. Serve him, serve him. Serve him in the morning, serve him in the noontime. Serve him, serve him serve him when the sun goes down just remember that this week praise him every part of the day love him every part of the day serve him every part of the day
0: sometimes you just gotta take a drink amen oh hallelujah how many felt the refreshing presence of the Lord in here today? I mean, whew, glory to God. Whew. Well, you guys, uh, Wednesday night there's something for the whole family. Come on out. Uh, Elizabeth and I are flying out Friday morning out of Flint. Thank God it's not Detroit. That's a rat race down there. But still, we're driving two and a half hours to Flint, cheapest airfare. Hey, that's what traveling minister does, I like, guess. Yeah. Got to do what he's got to do to get there, right? But anyways, we're flying out Friday morning, and we'll be back 5.30 back into Flint on Saturday, so uh, you guys be blessed. RCC students, remember, bring your hearing ear, fill it out. For those of you who don't know, you'll have to join the next session to find out. Uh, (laughs) So I'm excited for tonight. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. Amen. Come on back. Be blessed. Have a blessed week. We will see you Wednesday. If not Wednesday, we'll see you Sunday. Be blessed. Hallelujah.